Hi, my name is Marcus E. Ako. I've been wanting to write a fiction novel for a very long time now. Decided to go and ask some experts for help. Here are some of those experts that lended a hand. My name is Meg Latour. Courtney Price. Michael Oran. Kirstia. I'm Mark Pearson. I'm Monique from the BookTube channel Reading with Mo. These and many other experts gave me loads of tips on how to navigate the world of publishing. I took all of their advice and I put them in videos on the new YouTube channel, The Idiot on the Writer's Block. Just go to YouTube and type in The Idiot on the Writer's Block. And subscribe if you want to get expert tips on how to write, publish, and promote your first fiction novel. And if you have other questions that you would like to see answered, leave them in the comments of the videos. I will definitely read them and I'll get our experts to help us out. That way, this idiot can help you write your novel. Hi, I'm Marcus, and I'm the idiot on the writer's block. Well, look at this! Here's the guy here just in the nick of time. What does that make us? Big damn hero, sir. Ain't we just? Where's Dante now? No dead or somewhere inside. Let me ask you a question, Donald. If, if we get you out of here, you're gonna go back to drugs, you're gonna do something. What? It's a simple question. If we go to the trouble to trouble? get you. Trouble? What trouble you got, mister? Huh? What a bad conscience? I'm in your own life without parole. And you wanna compare trouble? No, I, I didn't come here for this. Forget it. Yeah, walk away. Little boy looking through the bars. On the window of his bedroom, where no brother sleep, there's a soul to keep. Looking through the balls. On the walls of his cell, blocked the world from his hell. Stocked the balls with cellars, killers and colors. It's bigger than race. What is forgotten is your face. And the rotten eyes of the brothers and sisters left behind. Balls on the windows and your death is what jails you, ails you, and fail you. I'm hanging out here and I ain't got no rope. You're listening to Shooting Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako, and I'm joined by actor, producer, writer. Please tell us your name, uh, where you're where we're talking to you from. Hey, man, it's Alan Maldonado. I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Excellent. Alan, thank you very much for taking the time, as I've said, uh, to join us on this. Uh, you, you may not recognize the name, uh, but you definitely recognize the face from a series of projects that he's been on. Uh, if you've watched The Equalizer, you've watched Straight Outta Compton, you've watched um, uh, Blackish. If you've watched Black Jesus, then you, you see you recognize him. We're gonna talk about some of the shows that he's been on recently and some of the shows that he's coming up, uh, that he's gonna be showing up in pretty soon. Uh, one of the first things talk about is Project Power. So Project Power is on Netflix at the moment. Uh, Alan, could you tell us what Project Power is about? Oh man, it's 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 simple, man. It's an action-packed film about a drug that just hit the streets that gives um a person superpowers for five minutes. Um, and you got myself, you got Jamie Foxx, you got Joseph Gordon Levick, you got Dominique, you got an incredible cast of um of actors that are just superb on screen. I'm 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 honored to be a part of the project. Uh, absolutely. When uh, you popped up on, because you're pretty early in, in the film, you play yeah. Jordan Levitt's uh, partner, because uh, Joseph mm -hmm. is a police officer, you play his partner, and uh, you both work on the Courtney B. Vance. Now, I'm a huge fan 
of Courtney B. Vance. As I hadn't seen him in much recently. As soon as he pops up, effectively like recognize face, recognize face, recognize face, and I'm like, what? Okay, what's going on? Because um, for for the UK, I don't know how. I don't know if it was publicized as much in the US. Project Power pretty much dropped on Netflix with very little fanfare, um, and I think that kind of worked to its uh, to its advantage because for the last couple of weeks now, it's been topping the charts uh, on in, in the UK Netflix charts as one of the most most watched films on Netflix in the UK. What's mm. the, what's the reception been like in the US for yourself? Well, it's been incredible. Um, I, I think I read, I think Jamie posted something yesterday or day before yesterday that we were number one in a hundred countries. That's crazy. That's, that's, that's insane. Um, so it's been well received worldwide and in, and in the States it's been, everybody has been enjoying it. Um, I don't think I've heard anybody say that they didn't like it. <laughs> like that's, and that's, you know, that's amazing. Cause you know, somebody always, I'm not gonna like it. They may not be. They, you know, they cup of tea. So um, it's been amazing that the reviews have kind of been just all the same. Everybody's loving. It. I think it's the perfect time for it. You know, the world is the world is where it's at right now, and just a little bit of hope. You know, that's what these type of films really give you. You know, these sci-fi films, these action movies, these superhero films, they represent hope. And I think. Uh, I think that's what people are, why people are really gravitating to. And even if it's not your genre, um, I think you see the hope in it and that's why you like the movie. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed uh, Project Power because it was, uh, it was, it, 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 as you mentioned, superhero movie, not a superhero movie. It's a, it's a superhero movie with, it's so, so grounded in reality. Mm -hmm. You pointed out, for one, people get superpowers because of a pill that they take. Um, and it only lasts for about five minutes. So you can e easily connect PCP, uh, which would uh, doesn't necessarily give you. Listen, man, you, you fight a crackhead and see how, see how, see, exactly. see how they are. Yeah, they, 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 they got superpowers. They definitely got superpowers. So yeah, uh, good luck with that. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It's, you can, you can act, it's not that much of a leap from having the real drugs on the streets being taken to give you some sort of reaction. They will cause problems. Um, uh, so, because the movie is actually set in New Orleans, uh, what is your what is your take on sort of the themes that are being placed with uh, with this this drug that's being tested in New Orleans and the history that New Orleans has faced with various, especially from the uh, from the aspect of an African. What aspect? What sort of how how does that connect for you in that particular story? Oh, man. Um... I think it just was a. Uh, I don't. I, I would. That's more of a question for Henry and Ariel, who 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 made the decision for New Orleans. Um, I think it's an amazing backdrop. The people there was incredible. Um, just the tone of it, like there is a. Uh, I will say that 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 New Orleans in in the United States has a more of a mystique to it than any other city, meaning with all of the, the Creole, the voodoo. Um, we shot, and I was there doing Halloween. If you want to be anywhere in the States in Halloween, be in New Orleans, because they they really know how to celebrate that holiday. Um, so it's a, it's a spiritual energy down there that I think, you know, not to speak for them, that I, if I was the director and why I would choose to pick New Orleans as the backdrop, that would be why. 
You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako, and I'm on, on Zoom call with actor, producer, writer, Alan Maldonado. We're, we're going to move on from the latest project that he's, he's been in, which is Project mm. on Netflix. I want to move to something that you have been in for a while that hasn't really played much in the UK. However, I, I love a lot of TV shows. I love a lot of TV shows from across the world. Mm-hmm. But the last OG... Um, I'm a huge Tracy Morgan fan, uh, and you, you get to work with Tracy Morgan, get to work, work with Tiffany Haddish. Tell us, for those who don't know what The Last OG is about, please tell us what it is. Tell us what role is in it, and it's like... Oh, yeah. Heroes. Yeah, the, the Last OG is fun, man. It's about uh, Tracy Morgan has just got out of jail. He, he just finished serving um, uh, 15 years in prison. And uh, he returns to Brooklyn. And anybody that uh, anybody that knows anything about New York is, is being regentrified at a high rate. So um, him coming back to Brooklyn, it's not the Brooklyn that Biggie Smalls and Jay-Z was talking about in the 90s. It's not that no more. Um, it's more, it's, it's a hipster spot now. It's, the, it's, it's not the violent, you know, kind of treacherous world that he left. So when he comes back, he, he, he finds his girlfriend that uh, he had right before he was locked up and he, he discovers that she had twins that are his that he never knew anything about. But she's now married to a white guy. So, uh, so it's kind of him fighting for his family. Uh, I play his cousin, uh, Cousin Bobby. Uh, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed, but he's the funnest. Even though you may cut yourself, you're going, you're going, you're going, you're going to laugh while putting on the bandaid, you know. So uh, it was a fun time. That's what cousin Bobby is, and he's kind of like his right hand man, and kind of helps him navigate and reacclimate himself to society while trying to be a father for his uh, newfound family. And it's uh, it, it again, as I was mentioning, a huge fan of Tracy Morgan. Uh, I know a lot of people, especially from the UK, would know him. We may not have seen him much in some of the uh, earlier work that he did. Thirty Rock was where he basically exploded. For that's why I saw him, uh, and that's where I know a lot of you know Tracy Morgan from. He's gone on and become effectively now a comedy legend, if you will. Mm-hmm. What uh, I noticed you, I noticed in researching. The Last OG, you have some writing credits on that. And I want to kind of move into uh, that with regards to your writing. Uh, yes. Your writing. So uh, yes. what sort of inspires you when it comes to the work that you do when it comes to writing? Well, I mean, it's the same thing that comes in into acting and creating a role that's, you know, a live action role that is built from the page. So now it's just another component of that. It's the other side of the ball. You, you can see it offense, defense, however you want to play. It's the same game. So it's just a different side of the ball. So being a writer is um, you have your uh, you have more control over the world rather than just your character. So, um, you know. Rest in peace to my, my writing mentor, Michael Caine. He wrote All the Right Moves with Tom Cruise, uh, Southern Comfort, uh, a bunch of movies like in the 70s and 80s. And um, he took me on his wing at an early age and he, he taught me how to write. And uh, it's, a, it's a blessing to be have, to, to, it's a blessing to have taken that skill that he taught me and to be able to make something out of it. Um, he spotted me in the acting class. So uh, his, he, he, he's my inspiration, man. Um, he he. Before he passed, he had he he had one thing to say to me. He wanted to meet. It was 
we had a long conversation, which was a very tough conversation with me. Um, it's literally, I'm literally talking to a man that knew he was dying. And uh, his last words that he wanted me to always remember was that this game does not need you. Always remember that. He said, always remember that this game don't need you. So you, you bust your ass every day and you work, you work and you work even harder because it's, it's not, a, it's not, don't ever think it's a privilege. I mean, don't ever think taking advantage. It's a privilege. You know what I'm saying? It's a privilege to do what we do. Um, so that's how I approach it, man. I, I treat it I, to respect, out of respect to my mother who worked, man, 30 years, 35, 40 years in the, for the county, woke up every day, bust her ass for a nine to five. Um, just because I'm in a position where it's a little more of luxury, um, don't think that I don't, I don't approach it the same way. Like I throw my hat, hard hat on every day and I go to work, put my hours in and I come home, you know? So, uh, those, those two are my inspiration when it comes to writing. And it, it sort of tells because some of the, uh, some of the writing credits as well, uh, you, you do some, um, am I correct? You do some music, you write some music as well because some of the yeah, yeah, I actually have an EP coming out, um, this fall, uh, called Sex. So, um, but I also own a, a music production company, we do uh, television and film production. So, the music that you hear throughout the movies and television shows on highlights, the theme songs, uh, the background music, the music that you hear on somebody walking by and there's something in their headphones and you can't really hear, it, but you can hear the beat a little bit. That's the music that we make, and um, uh, I'm I'm actually proud to announce that we've signed a deal with a uh, BMG, um, where we'll be partnering with them, and uh, we'll be servicing music worldwide for major films and television shows all over. It's a pretty big deal for us as we started this company uh, two years ago. And I say we, um, I have to have to give all you know the credit to my partner Trevor, who really has taken this company and elevated it to a way to, to where it's at. Um, I've been, you know, his resource, uh, but it's his, through his hard work and his vision that he has uh, built it to where we're at now. And I'm, I'm excited for him, his family, and, and everything that we have going on because it's, it's the trajectory is only going up. That's fantastic news to hear. As I mentioned a little earlier on, um, that you are an extremely busy man. Because <laughs> talk, talking about the credits that you have, you writing credits, acting credits, uh, songwriting, producer, the, you sort of, the, 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 your credit list on IMDb alone as long as my arm. Uh, and you've <laughs> worked in various areas and with multiple people as well. This is sort of the second time I've seen you work with because you've got a credit for uh, a, a song that you wrote on his first feature. Well, not his first feature, but his directorial debut, Don. Yep. Which I love that movie. Um, it, it's, I, I, I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt is an underrated talent in itself. Um, be, but yeah, I thought that movie was great. And then I saw your writing for one of the songs on there. And now you're, you're doing your, your, your own music company as well is setting up. Am I right in sort of equating your music company with something like uh, Epidemic that produces music that people can sample for various films, etc.? Is it the same sort of uh, lane, or as you as you described, is it strictly for film and television like studios using 
as uh, diegetic music within the films and the TV shows? Well, that's a great question. So um, the way the company is is built, it's built for library music, but we don't approach it in that way, though. Like, we have real artists. We have artists on our label that have produced albums. Um, and I think that's why we've uh, been able to make a, a, uh, a I guess, fast, uh, you know, we've ascended very, very quickly in this business because our artists are real artists. Our artists aren't just making music just to throw it away or just make, you know, they make real, real records. And um, um, we just use those albums in our library. So uh, we've been getting a lot of incredible, you know, placements from it. And and, and I, I will say that we are artist friendly company. So the company's called Get It Done Music for all the artists out there. Um, and because I was an artist, and I've been doing TV music for a long time, over 10 years. And um, I, I had a bad situation at my other company, my other, my first deal. Um, and I just didn't like how it wasn't an artist-friendly company. Um, they they really didn't share the information, nor the, uh, the money that was being made from the music that all the hard work the artists and the producers were making. So um, we partner with our artists and our musicians. Like we split, we split our revenue 50-50 with them. So it's, that's why we've ascended so, so quickly is because I'm, I'm an artist and I refuse to do a business in a way that my, my artists and the people that are the, the, the bloodline of what we do feel slighted. Um, so that's our approach and to all the artists that, you know, a great artist definitely hit us up. Like we, we, we have grown a, a, an extremely large network, and we're looking to grow even more um, as we are getting placements every day from every movie. You name movies from back in the day to now. I got, I currently have three hundred songs in rotation. That's just me, you know. Uh, three hundred songs in rotation right now on television and film. So um, I get random. It random updates about stuff that I've done maybe 10 years ago that is like, oh, that's on uh, ESPN, that's on uh, this show, or that's on this, that show. So, um, uh, again, like I just said, the company, uh, Get It Done Music, we, we are artist friendly and uh, we're doing big things and we're we making a lot of headway. Just in the, the last year alone, we dropped 100 albums. Wow, yeah, yeah. Again, I put all the credit on Trevor. I put Trevor away is my partner, and um, he is he is incredible. It's, it, it, it that area of of the film industry and the TV industry is one that is not glamorized as much, mainly because it's sort of it, it's kind of it, it again. I'll compare it to sort of work that obviously needs them that causes movie to be as spectacular or the TV show to be as good as it is because you're driven by the emotions, by the music that's in there, but it doesn't get highlighted as much unless it is one of the, you know, like the pop songs or, a, you know, a that gets sampled in the film. However, you often get these situations where you're watching a, a commercial, an advert, or even a, just the intro for a, for a TV show and you hear it and it's sort of, it, you've not heard it on the radio. I just think, I, I, wanna, I wanna know what that is. And I don't know if many people, I'm sure many people do that. I do that a lot. I've got the Shazam app on my phone. I always find, yeah. get that tune. And there are tons of musicians I've gotten to find out about because of that. And the, the business that you're running, which is, it's, it's basically you're getting those artists exposure on TV shows. 
commercials in order to be able to get that across. So it's great to see that not only are you sort of integral to a lot of the TV shows and a lot of the products you actually get to see, but your, your sort of ethos for your company is helping the artists as well, working 50-50. Otherwise, a lot of the big companies would just basically say, we're giving you exposure, you get what we give you, which doesn't work. Then right so yeah no is that something that we don't we don't again I, i've had my um that, that I'll, I'll share this i'll say that from that experience man it was such a bad experience i stopped doing music for six years so i i would never want to do that to an artist because i know how fragile we are as artists and when you get taken advantage of it breaks your heart so um that's in part why i you know i built the company the way uh, it is because I refuse to do that to another artist. Uh, I, if I'm not empowering them, then 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 it's 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 a no go for me. Uh, yeah, and in fact, that reminds me of uh, another artist that we recently a, a show we've done an episode we did a few months ago. A documentary called "This Is Love." I don't know if you've heard of uh, Rudy Love. The name sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. He's, he's, a, he's an American soul artist who's been working since the 50s. He had he and his entire family, there were like 13 of them. They had a band and they, uh, they, they, they were doing loads of soul records, great records. They played with the greats. They played with Clapton. They wrote songs for mm -hmm. Ray Charles and so on. And they pretty much, Rudy went through the machine multiple times with exactly the same sort of experience that you are, but he still keeps, he's optimistic. He still keep, he's still going, he's still performing. He's in his sixties, maybe even older, and he's still performing that optimism. Just, it, it just kind of reminds me of exactly what you just pointed out where artists go to the machine and they just are spat out. All, they're rinsed of all their artistic merit, all their artistic value, just spat out while the companies keep everything. So it's good to hear that you're working with artists to get to, to keep them going. Uh, you're listening to Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako, and with me is one of the hardest working people I've spoken to on Hollywood, uh, Alan Maldonado. Uh, he's in Project Power, which is on Netflix. We just talked about the last OG and the music company that he's setting up. I want to start, I talk about some of the projects that you've got coming up. And I want to start with Sneakerheads. Can you tell us what Sneakerheads is all about? Yeah, it's a, Sneakerheads is a scripted series. I'll say it again, it's a scripted series. Um, I don't want people to get confused with it being a documentary about Sneakerheads or anything like It's a scripted series starring myself uh, and King Batch. Uh, I play a ex-sneaker. I'm a totally new person until I relapse. <laughs> until I relapse and I get that, that sneaker itch again, um, which leads me down a rabbit hole along with King Batch, where I have uh, now threw away my entire family's vacation money. And I have uh, basically a short amount of time to earn that money back again before my wife finds out. So we take it to the street, we take it to the sneaker, sneaker game. So we begin, to, we show the world how um, to flip and hustle in the sneaker world uh, while me trying to raise money to get the money back before my wife finds out. So um, it's, it's hilarious. Uh, we got some incredible, incredible cast. Uh, shout out to the entire cast. Um, some incredible cameos from, you know, Sneaker Legends, uh, Perfect Pair. Um, uh, the Shoe Surgeon is in there. Um, 
Jason Mark, like all of these people that are uh, pillars in the, the sneaker sneaker culture. We we make we tried our best to get them involved and add the authenticity to the world. And um, I think I think we 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 have something special. I think people are gonna really enjoy. People that aren't sneaker heads are gonna enjoy it as well because you're gonna be informed. You're gonna learn about what uh you know what goes on in sneaker culture and then all the ones all the individuals that are sneaker fans will finally be able to watch something where they can see themselves and see the world that they live every day on screen and that's it's a it's very interesting that some of the the terms you threw out there which i do want to come to in just a second but you mentioned which is your your co-star um also aka uh, Andrew Bachelor, I've recognized him from a lot of the vines that he used to do when Vine was a thing. Uh, very, yeah. very funny, very funny individual. Um, very talented. Yeah, yeah. I saw him in a number of other films as well. One uh, recent one I caught on Netflix. Uh, for the life of me, I can't remember exactly what it is, uh, but it was a. It was a. Was it the? Um, I think it was Coffee and Kareem. Now I think that was the last one. That's the one. one Thank out. you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Coffee, and Coffee and Kareem. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Coffee and Kareem. I knew it was a cop story and it had drugs in it. Uh, and it had um, it, some, it, yeah. Um, oh, I can't remember her name. Uh, Taraj. Um, uh, uh, Tar- Taraj. Taraj P. Hems. And, 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 mm-hmm. Yes. Um, excellent. Shout out my man, Ron Rico. My boy, Ron Rico's in that as too. In that as well. So, um, yeah, no, nah, it, was, it was a great cast. Absolutely. And I, I want to ask, you, you, you've mentioned sneakerheads a number of times. Uh, for those who don't mm-hmm. know sneakerheads, what that term means, what is a sneakerhead? Wow. Um, sneakerhead is someone that it has a great appreciation for luxury shoes. Um, what most people, uh, if you're not in the sneaker culture, you don't understand how these, these shoes are now, they're more than shoes now, they're art pieces. And not only are they art pieces, they're art pieces that, that grow in value. There's some shoes that are $30,000, $40,000, And these ain't these aren't the, the shoes you used to pick up and pay less uh, at, at the foot action. These are exclusive, um, custom, uh, very rare shoes. And your job as a sneakerhead is to obtain. It's like a Pokemon. It's like it's like being a Pokemon trainer. You want to catch them all. You want to, you want to catch them all. So, um, it's it's for an individual that is is obsessed with sneakers and understands the art that goes into each pair that uh, you know these exclusive drops and these designers put out or these collabs. And there's only like a hundred or three hundred made. Uh, friends and families, these shoes that are never be on sale, that never were on sale, that were just exclusive to maybe the cast members of Uncle Drew or just the family members of Durant. He had, they they made up three hundred pairs for his particular group. These those are the those are the sneakers that are the um, I guess the creme de la creme um, that most people are trying to obtain and 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 and, and have in their collection. Thank you for that, because uh, again, in the in the UK, we don't call it sneakers. Although we understand what sneakers are, we call it trainers. But it, it makes it makes perfect sense. Hello, I think. Oh. So what did you say? I'm lo- I lost you for a second. Okay, sorry. Can you hear me now? Can Can you hear me now? Hold up. No worries. It's it's my connection. It's it's my. Connection. I'm not sure you fro- you froze up. I hope. Uh... 
Norris, can can you hear me now? Can you I see you still there. I don't know why. I'm I'm still here, but can can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. What did you say? Okay. Yeah, sometimes I have to switch the video off to to keep the connection. Okay, know. no problem. Keep going. Yeah. So the the um yes. I was hoping to get some clarification on what sneakerheads were. UK yeah. real sneakers trainers. So that's, you know. It's oh, that's what y'all call them out there? Trainers? Oh, that's dope. I like that. Exactly. So we call them trainers. We, we obviously, because we, we watch TV, we watch a lot of American TV. We know sneakers are the American version of trainers. Just as you call, you know, we, we call them trousers, you call them pants. Uh, so yeah. there's a difference there. So when when is us? Uh, Heads going to be available and on what channel is it? September September twenty fifth, man. Um, it drops on Netflix. Um, I'm I'm excited, man. We're a month away. This is my first my first lead in this in the series. Uh, I can't say that I'm nervous. I'm just I'm anxious. I'm anxious for the world to see what we did. Um, there's some incredible performances from from all the actors that were a part of the series. So, um, and and it's fun. It's a fun show. I think. I think no matter what you're doing or what how you, how you, or what you think of, of sneakers, or trainers, um, you're gonna like the show because of the the relationship and the chemistry that you see between me and Batch. I'm look. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Like I said, seeing uh, King Batch, seeing what he's done, uh, and mm -hmm. as well. I, I appreciate the work, and I do want to catch more of it. Uh, there was another piece of news that dropped recently about another TV show that you are in called Heels. Uh, mm -hmm. stars, uh, um, st not Stephen Amel. Um, it, it's, it, it's, it's one of the Amel, uh, the, one of the Amels. Uh, and uh, could you tell us what is Heels about? Uh, well, Heels is a, uh, a series about an indie wrestling league in Atlanta, Georgia, um, where uh, two brothers are at the helm and they're trying to build this whole league up. And I, I play a wrestler named Rooster in it. Um, I'm like the high flyer, uh, the kind of air, um, uh, just, you know, just kind of flipping all over the place, cartwheeler, just the super athletic wrestler. Um, and it's, it's it, again, it's, it's got another, and we, another, another, another great cast um are just phenomenal actors i'm back with my my guy michael malley from survivors remorse he's he's show running the project uh i can't speak highly enough on his professionalism and his artistry and his passion so i'm you know i have the utmost confidence that this series is going to be a hit absolutely and it was stephen amell and stephen amell recently was on upload on um amazon prime uh he's mm -hmm in one of the Arrow series. His cousin, I believe, is, uh, it was, uh, was uh, Oliver Quinn, but he's, he's, a, he's a, a famous actor. We also have Alexander Ludwig, who's from Vikings in it. Um, Chris Bauer, who I, I love from True Blood. Okay, I love Chris. Chris, oh my God. I mean, it, it, you can go down the list, man. It's nothing but, it's nothing but heavy hitters, man. I feel, um, I was talking to, Talking to Mike today, and I just said, I said, I feel like we—it's it's the Warriors, and, and I don't know if y'all follow the NBA out there. When Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, it just seemed impossible for anybody to, for them to lose. Um, so I, that's how I feel about this cast. Uh, from A to Z, is talented and passionate artists um, a part of this project, and um, I'm—I can't wait to just for the world to see us all together and just shine on screen. 
Excellent. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm I have uh, actor, producer, writer, uh, music mogul, Alan Maldonado. Uh, on. He's going to stay with us uh, to give us his top five favorites in a category we'll talk about in a few seconds. But just before we jump to that segment, Alan, if people want to follow you on social media, what's the best way for that to that's done? And also for Get It Done Music, how do people get to follow that, uh, that channel? Oh man, I, I I sort of live on um I guess IG. Um that's pretty much the 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 social platform that I use the most. Um it's Maldonado is everywhere. I know it's long, but I need the world to know and know how to say and spell my last name. So I ain't gonna run for it, I'm gonna run towards it. So uh it's Maldonado is everywhere. Look it up. <laughs> look, look, look it up. Um, then for Get It Down Music, it's the same thing on IG, Get It Down Music, or Get It Down Music.com. Maldonado is everywhere.com. Um, that's that's where you can find me, follow me. Um, I am a a uh, fitness fanatic. So if you're looking to get a jump start or be inspired in that world, follow me and you'll see how hard I work every day. Um, working out, running marathons, you know, boxing, martial arts. Uh, firearms, the whole nine. I just, I, I, I love being active. So, um, you know, aside from just the acting stuff that I do, uh, I got to give a shout out to my running crew, Knees Out Coalition. Um, that website is dropping next week where it's a, uh, my running crew where we focus more on um, the mental therapy that comes with long distance running rather than the physical aspect. Um, it's a philosophy that I that helped me get through a lot of my personal problems and brought me balance to my life. So I'm 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 sharing that with the world and um and the Knees Out Coalition, uh we we've been growing fast over the past kind of five months due to the pandemic. Everybody been home. <laughs> everybody been, everybody been home and been in the need of some type of mental stress relief. And uh that's what we focus on with our monthly challenges and uh, just different attributes that we 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 send out to try to help people with their runs. Uh, you've already, you've got one follower already in the show on Instagram, so uh, we're gonna post hey. uh, your Instagram hey. link uh, when this Appreciate podcast goes out. As soon as the podcast goes yeah. out, as soon as the show goes out on the radio, we're gonna post your details, hey. both for yours and for Get It Done Music and for your yes. regime. Uh, so we'll post that out and get people. There. So what we're going to do now is we're going to move into our next segment, which is top five favorites. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 4.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako, and I've got, as I've been mentioning, the one of the hardest working men in Hollywood, Alan Maldonado. He's an actor, writer, uh, fitness enthusiast, fitness mentor, <laughs> a music mogul in the making. Uh, he is currently on Netflix on Power on the 25th of September. His headline TV show, Sneakerheads, is coming out on Netflix. He's also going to be uh, one of the stars of the show called Heels, and Alexander Ludwig, which you'll hear more about it from this show. The thing about your role in, in uh, Heels, when I was reading the description, especially of your character, and seeing you in your previous work, 
it, it's, it, may, it may not necessarily be the lead character. However, it's one of those pivotal supporting characters that stand out quite a lot because uh, from my understanding of the role, please correct me if I'm wrong, it, it's a very flashy role for you, right? So it's a role where you get to be, um, you, you, because it's about wrestling, so wrestlers, they are theatrical with what they do. And the character you're playing is supposed to be overly theatrical because that's what he is, right? He's he's the guy who has something to prove and he always proves it. Um, it's something I can I tend to link into with those kind of characters. I don't know if you ever saw the show Spartacus. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a show called Spartacus. Um, one of my favorite characters from Spartacus was played by Manu Bennett, and it's called Crixus. Crixus is a, a supporting character. It's, Spartacus is all about gladiators, right? So it's about similar, similar thing. Obviously set in Roman Empire, Roman Roman days, where you have these wrestlers or these gladiators going into the into the arena and killing each other, and it's following the main character Spartacus. But for me, one of the characters who stood out, and I loved the show. I went back constantly to watch every single episode for all the series because of Crixus, who is that? Who is literally the character that I described, which is yours, which is. Mm -hmm. Who is he's a slave, if you will, because he's a gladiator. The gladiators, right, 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 right. Um, but he bought, he, he literally was, he bought into the idea of him being the superstar, and that's what he'd do. He people would love him when he goes to the arena because he killed with style, right? And then obviously, the story goes on and so on and so forth. Hey, hey. See, there's more depth to that flashy persona, which, if I'm not mistaken, I believe, if I'm wrong. I believe that's what your character is. Your character is going to start off as a flashy entertainer, but then as the series goes on, we get to see there's, a, there's more depth to that particular flashy character. Am I right or am I wrong? I mean, you're right in the sense that it's flashy, but in the world of wrestling, everybody is flashy. You got to be uh, in order to even, you know, get in that ring and, and entertain. Um, what's uh, It goes back to the name of, of the show, Heels. Um, you know, and that's a term, wrestling terminology for uh, the villain. And a lot of times the villain is the most popular, popular person and the baby face is, you know, usually the new guys are the baby face and, and, and you, you, you strive to get to a heel position and <laughs> or the heel is how you introduce the character. And so it, it doesn't, it, the, whatever direction you go, it all, it all lands on how talented you are as a wrestler. Um, but I just, you know, it's, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an artist, artist where, uh, I don't have an ego in that, in that space where I don't have to be the, the number one. I don't have to be the number two. I, it's, I just love a great project and I just love winning. So if that, that if that means I gotta be, if I gotta score 50, then that's what it is. If I, if I get to lay back and just throw assists, if I just get the rebound, like, all I want to be is part, all I want to do is be a part of great projects. And whether that's me in the front or me in the back, that, that it, it doesn't matter as long as you bring home the championship. Now, so that now leads me nicely into top five favorites. So before I jump in and throw a category at you, um, mm -hmm. those who've, who've listened, who are listening for the first time, top five favorites category is, is section, segment of the show is where I ask guests to give us their top five favorites in any category that we talk about. And we start from five and go all the way down to one. Now, um, do you have a particular category that you'd like to talk about that is something that you'd like to give a top five 
I mean, I guess basketball. That's the, you know, that's my first love. So basketball, we can go there. So can we tie that with uh, with movies and TV? So if we say yeah, we definitely do movies, do basketball, basketball movies, or sports movies. Absolutely. So let's do that. So let's get your top five favorite basketball movies, TV shows, starting from five, going all the way down to. Five. So what is your wow. number four? Yeah. Um, wow. Basketball movies, or basketball TV shows, or movies in both. Uh, both. You can mix it. Yeah, both. He's okay. Top five, and it's not in this order, right? Just no, no particular order. I do well, put it in the order. This is this is you're you're going from five to one. So whatever. You oh, do, five to one. Okay. Oh man. Um, if you then turn around and then you put a lower rank, ranking one, it's sealed because this is the internet. Everything on the internet is forever. So exactly. Let me. I mean, I'd rather go from one to five. Let me go to number one. Let me start there. I gotta go. Even though it's again, even though I wrote for my the basketball show that I wrote for, um, I wanted I want so badly to say number one, but I gotta go with Above the Rim. Above the Rim is my favorite basketball movie. Um, then I'm gonna go Survivor's Remorse, and that's the show uh, that I wrote for. Uh, what's another good one? Um, Coach Carter was pretty good. I like this one from Sam Jackson. Yeah, uh, so set part. Let's have let's let's have a quick talk about the about the the three that you've got there. So your number one okay. above the rim. So that's above the rim, part, right? Is that's it? one of yeah. Uh, I remember that was back in the nineties. Uh, I remember seeing that a long time ago. I can't remember the main characters. I always remember that he was in Cliffhanger. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, I think it's Dwayne. Dwayne, I get, uh, yeah. Yeah, Dwayne Campbell, his last name, all this stuff. Campbell, Dwayne Campbell, is it Dwayne Campbell? No, no. No, it, um, is it Dwayne Campbell? I think that might be. I might be confusing him. But we, know, I, I know that's one of the yeah. Because Tupac didn't have much in terms of uh, film and filmography, but above, to be honest, films that he did, he was excellent in them. Um, oh man, from that he did that, and then, and then uh, Juice, like he was, he was incredible in those films. Absolutely, absolutely. And then Survivor's Remorse. Tell us what Survivor's Remorse is all about. Oh, that was a LeBron James uh, produced show that we did with stars. Um, starring my boy Jesse T. Usher. You've probably seen him in Shaft and in Independence Day. He, he's doing in the boys now. He's on the boys now. Yeah. Um, doing his thing again. Shout out to Ron Rico. Uh, he's in that. Uh, Sheena Arnold is in that joke. Mike Epps was in that joke. Um, Erica Ash. Oh man, it was it. I, I myself was in it. Um, so it was it was about a, a basketball family. It's about a basketball family that was dealing with survivor's remorse. Um, there's a successful uh, NBA basketball player who is torn bef- between his old life and his new life, and the family is brought along on this ride of new wealth, new new environment, new discovery, and dealing with their own dismaturation. Um, it's pretty dope. LeBron James does some, has a couple of cameos uh, throughout the season, so um, it was great. Again, that's you know Spring Hill, Maverick, all of them. They put together a spectacular uh, group of people, and they had Michael Malley at the uh, at, at leading the ship, and he you know he was incredible. Excellent, and that, that was Survivor. That was your number two. Your number three was Coach Carter. So that yeah, Coach Carter. Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Rich yeah. from uh, from Arrow. You got Rob Brown, who's in um, what's it called? Uh, oh, it's the, the the FBI TV show. It's 
Um, oh, dang. It, it, it's just, it's just a scary. Yeah, I don't know that one. You got that one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an FBI app. I'll, I'll, I'll do some research. It'll spring to mind, and then I'll just yell it out at some point. And then big. Yeah, I know how that goes. Yeah, 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 I know how that goes. Yeah, that's it. Blind spot. I, I was saying it's a, it's a movie that's hidden. It's a TV show that's hidden in my blind spot. And I remember the movie. Right, right, right. There it is. So, uh, excellent. So it's a great, it's a great uh, film as well. So, what's your number four and your number five? Since we did it, the, the okay, number four. I said Sunset Park. We gotta go with Sunset Park. And let me see, what would be my fifth one? Oh man, I gotta go with uh man, I gotta put this one up. I'm sorry. Um I gotta put this one I gotta put this one up uh, 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 even above um Coach Carter. I gotta go with oh, uh, okay. white man can't jump. White man can't jump. All right, so let's Yeah, let's... I got that goes that goes that goes up. That might even go above even survival. <laughs> like even my own show. Cause I just love I just love what they did with um pickup basketball. It wasn't your traditional um, kind of coming of age story, twisted in and twisted in the backdrop of back basketball, but it was about two individuals that was hustling through basketball. So, uh, yeah, those those would be my five. Absolutely, White Man Can Jump, brilliant film. Wesley Snipes, uh, Woody Harrelson, Rosie Perez. Um, it's, oh my God, Rosie Perez, yes, yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, it's just, um, it, yeah, it was because there was like three, maybe two, three, no, actually, three movies. Uh, with Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes in that same era. There was Money Train a few years later. Yep. Money Train was it. With uh, Jennifer Lopez. It seemed they had, they, they always had the, 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 I think the three movies were always there. They had a gorgeous, they had a gorgeous uh, female lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah. Very smart, very smart individual, very smart. <laughs> So those are your top five favorite um, basketball movies and TV shows. Going through the list again, starting from five, working my way down. So you said Sunset Park, you pushed that as five. So yes, I'm Sunset Park at five, yeah. Um, and then the way you readjusted things, um, I'm putting Coach Carter as four. Yep, Coach Carter as four. Mm -hmm. You then said that you're shifting it so that uh, Survivor's Remorse would be three. Survivor's Remorse at three. I got Survivor's Remorse yep. at three, yeah. Survivor's Remorse is three. White Man Can Jump is two. Yes. Off the rim is one. Are you happy with that? We locked that in. I'm very happy with that. I'm with that. That's that's. I'm going. I'm going to go with that five. Skip. I'm going with that. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. You've been listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. Uh, Alan Maldonado. I want to thank you very much for taking the time to sit down with me and just talk about your your no problem, brother. No problem. Long period of work and all the stuff that you've been doing. Um, just to give, just to remind uh, everyone who's been listening, uh, your Instagram handle is Maldonado. Uh, That's right. We're going to attach to the show notes for this when we send it out. We're gonna, when we release this as a podcast, we're going to be uh, linking your Instagram account to it as well so that you can get awesome. it. And uh, we'll shout out and say hi. And whenever whenever you're, you've got feel free to give us a shout. We'll be happy to talk about it. Not a problem, man. Thank you so much. Blessings, man. Thank you for the opportunity. Come on, man. Not a problem. Take care and uh, uh, stay safe. That's the one thing. Listen, yeah, man. Everybody, everybody listening, man. Stay safe, man. This is crazy in the world right now. So everybody just kind of just, you know, take it easy. Take this opportunity to, you know, be, be to yourself. Learn yourself and love yourself. So um, don't look at it as a as a as an opportunity of uh, not an opportunity, but look at it as an opportunity, you know, um, to, you know, pick up a hobby, pick up something, you know. The world is, the world is, is at, uh, I guess, closed, but you aren't. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much for joining us. No problem, brother, man.
That was actor, writer, producer, music mogul. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this as many times as I can. Uh, Alan Maldonado uh, speaking with us about his uh, his TV show Sneakerheads, which is coming on Netflix pretty soon. He, you can also see him uh, on Netflix's uh, pa uh, Project Power. He plays Joseph Gordon-Levitt's uh, partner in the police force. He's also on The Last OG. He plays uh, Tracy Morgan's character, Tracy Morgan character, Tracy Morgan's character's cousin. Uh, but you've, you've caught him, you've seen his face. When you go and look at him on Instagram, you'll recognize the face instantly. He's been in uh, Straight Outta Compton. He's in uh, Blackish. He's been in the show called Black Jesus. He's an equalizer. He plays Marcus in Equalizer. Uh, he's been on tons of shows going way back, back to like the uh, early 2000s. Um, but yeah, anyway, so it was great that he could come join us. Really appreciate it. Um, and uh, yeah, so we want to say thank you all very much for listening to us this week. Uh, we don't I don't have either um, producer Dave with me who was watching me or uh, uh, Laura Sampson who's there to buffer me and ask some very intelligent questions. I had to hold this down myself. I think I did a pretty good job. Um, if I didn't, send send us a message on shoot the breeze at shoot the breeze show on um, on Instagram. Hit us on Instagram shoot the breeze show uh, or on Twitter at STB underscore Resonance FM, or go to our Facebook page, which is Shoot the Breeze Show, uh, Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM on Facebook. Hit us with the hashtag, it's all about the three-way, or hashtag Shoot the Breeze Show, and say, Marcus, you did not hold it down. Anyway, thank you all very much for listening. Speak to you next time.